0: Don't Call Me Girl Boss is a podcast dedicated to sharing the journey, struggles, and successes women small business owners go through. I host Jessica Buck, a small business owner myself, interviews women who haven't made a million dollars yet. I interview women at any stage of owning a business and focus on the struggles so listeners can really relate to the guest. I hope in listening to this podcast, You find your go-to source to get the real scoop of what it is like to be a woman small business owner. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. So I normally have a guest on and I interview a woman small business owner and this week I had one scheduled. I have them scheduled out pretty much until February, March of next year, which I'm super excited about. I don't have to worry and stress. And I try to find my guests as people who are somehow connected, like know each other or referred or something. So it's just not like a random business owner that I'm interviewing. And I'm lucky enough to have had that keep happening week after week. And this week, I actually had my guests cancel. So I was thinking, okay, I can go find another guest or move someone up. And I was like, or I can just you know, speak to you and kind of just talk about the struggles that I'm having as a small business owner right now. And I just think that might be a little bit more relevant with all the new lockdowns happening and COVID still going on. And I know California shut it back down on Monday and they shut down salons. I own a salon in California in Orange County, specifically Brea, if you know that area. And we actually stayed open and we have no appointments anyway. We have maybe like three a week, which isn't enough to pay the bills by any means. But um, I mean, what are you supposed to do? So I thought this week I would just kind of go over the struggles and go into more detail about why I chose to stay open or things to do with COVID. I wrote a whole list of things that I've been struggling with in the last weeks maybe month. And I just, I'm going to go over them with you. I wrote down a list of topics and I thought an interesting one was, um, recently I, so in California, I rent out a room to an esthetician. Um, she's been with me for a little over a year. She's been great. She even paid during COVID and she's just an awesome tenant. Yeah. We've had a little bit of issues, but I mean, so is everyone when you have a tenant and you're sharing so much space but she decided to bail two days before rent was due. <laughs> and um, um, the previous month, I had actually given her a break on rent because she was having a hard time with COVID. And so I said, okay, you know, next month, just give me X amount and make up for the previous month because I know things are hard. And she was going to scramble and, you know, borrow money. And I was like, no, just don't, don't worry about that. Just pay next month. So instead, she ended up bailing two days before and so I'm not going to get into the specifics on that. I, just kind of, I kind of wanted to more talk about the struggle of having someone bail on you when they owe you rent and how to get through that. And one of the things that I've learned during COVID is you always want to have a business savings account. You need to have, I would say, two to three months of rent in your business savings account at all times. For these kind of situations, it's out of your control. People can bail. Yeah, she broke contract and I could go to small claims and sue her. But like, am I really going to do that? I mean, I live in Texas and I'd have to go to California to sue her. Like, and it's COVID. Like, is that the person I want to be? No, I don't want to be taking someone to small claims when she's struggling during COVID. Like, yeah, she screwed me over, but that doesn't make it right for me to go back and screw her over as well. And so always have a business savings account. That is what made me not stress about it so much. And, you know, I told her to get the PPP loan and she didn't. And I think if she would have got that, that would have been a lot different for her business right now because she would have been able to have used, you know, X amount of money to cover rent during COVID. And so that's why I am also so passionate about making sure the education is there and that you know that you can apply for the PPP loan, even if you don't have employees even if you work for yourself, even if you could have to just be a contractor, like that's literally it. And you can apply for the PPP loan. And I have a whole podcast on applying for the PPP loan. So please, there's going to be another round of them. Go listen to that podcast and educate yourself so that you're not in a situation where you have, you know, she might've been in the position where she's like, I have no other options, but to screw Jessica over. Cause I don't have any of those means. Did that happen? I don't know. I don't want to get into details about that, but like you know, those are the situations that people can be in. So help yourself get the PPP loan and get it forgiven. There are ways to do that. So she bails on me two days before. and I'm like, oh crap, what am I gonna do? So I posted on my Instagram, room for rent. I've kind of figured that December I wasn't gonna find a renter. So I'll just have to pay the full rent and have that room empty. And that's pretty much what happened. I ended up finding someone to rent for me like a few days after and she does hair. So, um luckily my family friend, my godmother in California owns a plumbing company, so I'm having the hair bowl and everything shipped to her business and then they're going to install it in my salon. And the hair girl is actually her hair girl, and that's how I found out about her and she's actually a family friend that knew me as a child. I would go swimming at her sister's house and my family and their family know each other, so She's older, she's been in the business for 20 years. So I'm just excited to have someone new, you know, get some new clients that she has and have her use my clients, just get something fresh in there. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And when it first happened, I was super pissed. I was devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, I was blindsided. It was two days before. Like, at least give me a little bit of a heads up. But, like, when you own a business and you Rent a space and then you're renting it out to other people. Like these are the risks that you take. And it is your job to be able to cover that expense for a month if you have no renter or two months or three months. Like that's on you. Like you can't get mad at anyone else but yourself. And that's something that I'm working on and realizing like this is what I signed up for. You know, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be up and downs and I need to be prepared for it. And I also need to be confident enough to know that I can find a new renter. I need to remember my value and remember that I have something to offer and I have a good business in California and I can help get them clients and I know my salon's cute and they basically have a salon to themselves. Like all of these things need to bring me the confidence to know that I'm going to be okay and be able to find a new renter. And this also I wanted to bring up is having enough confidence in yourself when you are finding a renter to rent from you to be selective don't just jump on the first person because you found someone that was willing to pay you and you're so desperate for that rental money that you take it and I feel like that's what I did in the beginning really look into people their history um did they screw over someone else to get to your spot because they're probably going to do it to you again um Does that person have a good business? Does her personality or his personality mesh with your personality? How are your employees going to interact with them? Uh, What is their track record? Um, What do they post on social media? Like, Are they complaining? Are they positive? Like All of these things that you need to make sure when you bring it into your space and your business that it aligns with what you're doing and who you want your business to be. So be picky and be confident and who you are choosing as a renter because this is someone that could not pay rent and squat and you can deal with. Um, This is someone that can break contract two days before and you have to scramble finding a new renter. There's so many things that can go wrong with this. I mean, they could damage your place. They could um, steal things. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong. I've never had any of that happen, but that is why you have to be so selective with who is renting from you and have the confidence To know that someone's going to walk through your door that's going to perfectly align and to not settle just for the first person that's going to give you rental money so that was a major struggle i have overcame it and found someone who's going to be starting january 1st and what i kind of did was um i didn't charge my first renter a big deposit and that's also a mistake that i made you always want to charge a big deposit at least a month of rent before so if they do flake you, you know, they don't get their deposit back if they don't give you a 30 day notice and it could be in the agreement. So if they do, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, you messed up. You don't get your deposit back. That's on you. Whereas when I did it, it was like she owed me money. I was in the loss. So I need to do better and protect myself and have a higher deposit. So when that does happen, I'm the one who's going to get ahead. So I charged her a full month deposit beforehand, which is actually going to cover all of December. And um, yeah, I'll have to give the deposit back to her. But right now, like I technically didn't lose any money. So a year from now, if she wants to leave, I had her sign a year contract, which I haven't done before either. I've always done month to month. But I decided, no, like I'm going to find the renter that I want. I'm going to charge her the deposit so I feel secure. And I'm going to get a year contract so I don't need to worry about it for a year because this is what I need for my business, and this is the only thing I'm going to accept. And I feel so much better about it. I know for a year it is taken care of. If she leaves in a year and she leaves the space exactly how she first rented it, she'll get her full deposit back, and that's something that I'll have to deal with in a year from now when I pray that COVID isn't going on and I have a normal business, and that's not an issue. So that is the struggle with that. Another one I wanted to talk about is my ebook. So I wrote an ebook. I've been seeing it on Instagram and social media platforms, and I was like, "Ooh, I'll write an ebook and sell it for like ten bucks and see what happens." And um, I remember talking to my friend Amanda. She's at Exploring Amanda at the coffee shop, and she was like, "So, how's your ebook doing?" I was like, "Terrible. I didn't get one sale." And she was like, "Oh wow. She's like, I can't believe you were so honest about that." But I think being honest about that and saying that it kind of did fail is important to recognize and. Talk about that. Not everything that I do is successful, or not everything that I do is going to make money. And I'm just gonna keep throwing out ebooks, and <clears throat> I should probably give one away for free. I, if I really dove into this a little bit more and did some research, I'm sure I could push it a little bit more. But I thought, oh, I'll just post it on Instagram and see what happens. And nothing happened. <laughs> so I wanted to just talk about that. It's not really a struggle of mine, it's just kind of like a failure. I didn't push it as much. I just kind of posted it and see what saw what happened. It's available on don'tcallmegirlboss.com. If someone purchases it, someone purchases it. I can go more into it, but I just thought it was important to let you guys know that, you know, just because you post something on Instagram for sale doesn't mean that person that you see selling it is making money or that it sold anything or that you're going to make money just by posting something on Instagram. Like you need to do may, way more work behind it to get that to be successful and that's what I need to do but is that something that I want to focus my full time on right now no I'll probably do an ebook every quarter of the year which is what I wanted to do and just kind of see what happens um if I sell one if I I don't if I want to get more into it later on and run an Instagram or Facebook ad maybe I'll do that but right now it's there I'll probably end up making it free just for people to download that's just where I'm at with that and I thought I would talk about that because it's kind of interesting that I didn't sell one And I just wanted to talk about a little bit of a failure I had. So the big struggle of 2020 is the lockdowns and COVID. And I'm in the beauty industry. And the beauty industry has been hit super hard, as well as the restaurant and bar industry. And California and a few other states, New York, um, I could think of at the top of my head, are on full lockdown right now. No salons are supposed to be open. And I don't know any businesses that I follow on social media or that I know the owners of that are actually shut down. I know majority of them did stay open. I know majority of them have said they wouldn't last another shutdown. And this is the only option they have is to defy the government and to stay open. Um, Are they busy during a lockdown? No. Um, But are they making some money? Yes. Are they able to keep their employees on without firing them or furloughing them, forgoing them, and then them waiting to get the unemployment from California, which takes, you know, however long it's taking right now with, you're not getting that much money from unemployment right before Christmas. Like, what are you supposed to do? It's just, it's just super stressful. It's like, I never thought running a spray tan business would make my business, you know, illegal. Like what day and age do we think that would be a thing, like where you're just trying to make enough money to cover rent during COVID and just cut even, not even make money because it's so slow. And especially with spray tanning, it's very like event based. Like if you're not doing anything you're staying home, you're not getting a custom spray tan. Yeah, you still get your hair done, you still get your nails done, but spray tan is super, super niche. It's super I'm going on vacation or I'm going to um a date night things like that is when you get a spray tan majority of the people. So, spray tanning has been hit super hard. Um, I remind myself all the time that it is happening to everyone, and I need to not singular myself out, I need to look at the bigger picture. And so, that's why I decided to keep my business open up in California. Like I said a little bit earlier, you know, we have three to four appointments a week, I mean, it's nothing. But I don't know the other options. I've been telling my other business owner friends and it's like, I'm not mad there's another lockdown. I'm mad that there's not any support during a new lockdown. They are in talks for the new PPP loan to come out and a new relief bill for more unemployment. But who knows? I mean, (laughs) I pray that that happens, but it hasn't happened yet and we're shut down. And Christmas is in two weeks, three weeks. So it's just a crazy time, and I think we all need to remember to give each other just support and focus on getting something sold online that matches whatever industry you're in. Like, I came out with my tanning mousse during the first shutdown. You just have to do more as a business owner now. Like, having your brick and mortar and having people come to you isn't enough anymore, and you need to adapt to what's going on in the world. And unfortunately, some will and some won't. Some will shut down because it's just too much or not worth it. And I've thought about that. Like, is it worth it to keep my salon in California open during all this crazy stuff? And I'm not even there. (laughs) You know, like I'm in Texas. So those are struggles that I go through. And it's, I'm still on a lease. Like I can't just close my doors tomorrow. I mean, I guess I could, businesses are, but That's not the type of business owner I want to be. I want to be the one that comes over on top and makes it through this. So my point of this being that we are all in this together and if you stay open or if you stay closed, that is your business and you are doing what's best for yourself and maybe look at other industries in your area and see if they're staying open Like, if I was the only spray tan salon or only beauty salon staying open in my area, I wouldn't stay open because I would be a target, I feel like. But I know everyone else in my area is staying open, so why would I close? So maybe to just research your area and what's going on. And I'm by no means recommending you defy the government. That's not the point of this. But it's like, what are you supposed to do as a business owner when you're told you can't make any more money and you still have rent due and there's no relief? So... You do what's best for you. And that kind of gets into my next topic of the PPP loan. Please do your books for this year. Um, the year's almost over anyway. It's something that we should all be doing. I usually do it right before tax season, but I'll probably be doing it soon. So that I'm prepared to apply for the PPP loan. Um, I've seen a lot of people the first round didn't apply. Please, please apply. It can save your business, it can be forgiven. Um, it can cover, you know, three months of rent that you don't have to come up with. So just please do your research. I will give as much information as I can on this podcast, do another blog post and and inform you guys of what I hear about a new PPP loan, um, how, what's, gonna, what's the qualifications, what bank I'm applying for. I will, I'm going to do as much as I can to make it. I will walk through you guys exactly what I'm doing. that you can get the same relief I am I am not special I am not smarter than you I'm not any of those things it's just it's just doing it versus not doing it that's literally what it comes down to so I promise to make it my mission when that thing comes out to do a podcast and walk you guys through exactly what I'm doing to get that PPP loan the next struggle that I had is my podcast so I, you know, the point of my podcast is to have guests on that I interview and get their perspective and their struggles of owning their business. But sometimes when you're relying on other people, it doesn't happen. So a struggle is, you know, someone bailing the week of the podcast, which I've had it happen before. And that's the week I did another mining podcast by myself. And instead of considering a struggle, I am now looking at it as a positive because now I get to talk on topics that I'm passionate about and just be real with you guys, what's going on with my business and what I've been struggling with. Um, you know, it's just not always going to be interviews and especially with what's going on in the world. It's like there's so much more value that I can give or maybe help you in this exact situation that you're going through. You can maybe relate to one of the struggles that I'm going through And it helps you overcome it or realize you're not the only one going through it. So sometimes it's a blessing in disguise when something like that happens because now I'm able to have this conversation. I was super excited about the guest we had on. I think she had an amazing story and maybe it'll play out later and she'll be on. But if not, no worries. You know, you can't just hold on to that. You just have to move forward and figure out what you're going to do when you have a podcast that you committed to yourself that you're going to come out with every Sunday. Um, The next topic I have is mom guilt. So when you become a mom and you own a business, you think, oh, I have all this time. Like, I make my own schedule. Well, you don't have all this time, but you make your own schedule. Um, I can easily do this with a kid. Um, I have downtime, you know, like I can easily care for a baby. But you don't realize that once you have the baby and it's out in the world, you're going to have to leave the baby sometimes because you have to go service a client or you have to run an errand for your business. You're not always able to be there 24-7. And that produces something called mom guilt that I suffer from a lot because I feel like when I leave him, I am missing out or I need to be there. Like I have a constant pull. Like it feels like an imaginary rope that leaves with me from my house to wherever I go, constantly like pulling me to come back. And it's like, it never stops pulling. (laughs) So it's like, I constantly feel like I need to get back as soon as possible. And that is something that I've struggled with since having Braxton, and since moving to Texas, because I've had more time to build my business and be gone more. Whereas in California, my boyfriend was working nine to five and then I would work seven to nine or 6.30 to nine. And spray tan and only be gone three hours. And, you know, he was sleeping a lot. He was a newborn. And so now he doesn't go to bed till eight. And I'm gone a lot. A lot more than I was in California because I'm doing mobiles kind of throughout the day. My boyfriend's home, so I'm able to do that. So it's just produced this new thing called mom guilt where it's like, why is it every time I know I'm working to build my business to pay for things for him, my son, that I... I'm getting mom guilt that I need to be home with him. So I would love some advice from other mom business owners and even moms who work, it doesn't really matter, of how you deal with being gone and not feeling that pressure to get home as fast as possible. Like, yes, of course, we want to get home as fast as possible. But like, how do you not have that like aching feeling the entire time you're gone? Does it just randomly start going away? over time, like he gets older, he's in school, like he's, I have no idea. That's a major struggle that I have and I'm working on it. But if you have any tips, I would love to know those because that is something I struggle with and I haven't overcame and I'm still going through it. One of the other things I wanted to talk about is selling product. So on my last episode with Reika, I kind of talked about it a little bit. I really do feel it is easy to launch a product online and get sales, but it is very hard to get sales consistently every day. When I first launched my Moose product, I sold a ton and I sold a ton for like all of quarantine. I think a lot of people are like, oh, she's shut down. I should probably support her business. Maybe that's where that was coming from. But um, how you maintain sales, how do you keep getting sales every single day and make that a whole other business revenue stream. I'm posting on Instagram, but I'm not getting sales. So where is the disconnect there? Is my Instagram following not interested in moose sale, um, self-tan moose? Um, are they not seeing my posts? Um, are they using someone else's self-tan moose? And so those are questions that I've been asking myself. And so I recently decided to start doing Facebook ads, so I watched a YouTube video, I literally went on, okay, well, backtrack a little bit, me and my boyfriend love watching Shark Tank, and in Shark Tank, they're always like, oh, I ran Facebook ads, and I made a million dollars, so I'm like, he's, actually, he was like, you need to start running Facebook ads, like, what, what the heck, and so I remember one night, like, a couple days ago, I was like, I'm gonna watch a YouTube video on Facebook ads, because I was looking at books, but they were, like, $40, and I'm like, why am I gonna buy this $40 book that might not have any information that might be relevant to me? There's a lot of marketers that just come out with books just to come out with books. So I'm always a little skeptical about it. So I watch this YouTube video and just type in Facebook advertising on YouTube if you're interested in what I watched. And I can, I can find it and leave it in the comments on this episode, but it was like a 44 minute video and it just like literally walked you through exactly how to set up a Facebook ad. So I did that and I sold five mooses. <laughs> so you have to not just rely on your instagram you have to think outside of the bubble you have to send your product to influencers you have to run facebook ads you have to run instagram ads you have to continue posting about it you have to show yourself using it Um, i know i'm going to make a real video of how you can blend the mousse on your face to contour your face without using makeup that's on my list to do so those are things I'm doing to continue to sell my product, but a struggle that I'm having is you know keeping those sales steady to have a whole nother revenue stream, you know, kind of a whole nother business that maybe I'll focus on more and kind of get away from spray tanning as much because I can stay home, sell product, and be home more with my son. But I'm running around doing spray tans, or if you're a service provider. That's your main focus. And I remember my boyfriend used to always say, you don't own a business, you're a service provider. So, and that's really hard to hear when you do own a business. You think you own a business, but when you are just a service provider and that's all you're doing and you have no employees, it is true. So. I think we all need to pivot to being just a service provider to an actual business owner and having multiple streams of income coming in, especially this day and age with COVID. Um, But yeah, those are some of the struggles that I've been having during COVID the last couple weeks, last couple months. I'm sure there's so many more struggles that I am having. (laughs) Well, I guess one that I can think of off the top of my head is how do you market your business during covid (laughs) like you can't blast an ad in brea california like hey come get a spray tan when there's a lockdown so that's a struggle um there are just so many different struggles going on and i just think it's important to recognize that even the most successful businesses or the richest people are having struggles in their businesses right now and i just feel for those businesses and the whole point of this episode is just to share some of mine so you can realize that hopefully you're not the only one going through it and maybe some solutions on how you can handle some of the struggles that you're going through. But this is a shorter episode, and I'm just thankful that you came and tuned in for another episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. If you have questions or any comments on Some of the struggles I mentioned in this episode or maybe struggles that you are going through that you would like some advice on, I am always here and you can DM at don't call me girl boss for more information or maybe tips that I can help you with or just someone to vent to when you own a business, it's hard to always talk to your significant other or your sibling who honestly doesn't care and it's just going in one ear and out the other. Sometimes you just need someone to be able to listen and actually listen. And maybe someone that you know you can reach out to that also owns a business that you you talk to on Instagram can help you through that or I can, whoever it may be. But just thank you and I promise to keep everyone updated on the PPP loan when it comes out. I do know that they did extend the timeline for the new relief bill to be the end of next Friday. So there should be more information coming out on all of that, hopefully before Friday of what they're going to be doing for extending unemployment. PPP loan, another stimulus package, who knows what they're going to do. But just watch the news. If not, I will update everyone on here as much as I can. Well, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment if you are enjoying this podcast.